0: Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. Cape Cod, the beachy Massachusetts Peninsula, an hour or so from Boston, is a favorite for relaxing by the water with some 560 miles of shoreline and the nearby resort islands of Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. And you have one of the most well-known summertime travel destinations in the world. The cape juts into the Atlantic and looks to me like a strong flexing arm. Some people say it looks like a hook. It offers so many charms, quaint villages, seafood shacks, lighthouses, gardens spilling with hydrangeas, ponds and bays, sandy Atlantic ocean beaches, and lots of fun things to do. We'll be talking about the cape with Leon Bolivar, director of marketing for the stunning Ocean Edge Resort and Golf Club in Brewster, Cape Cod. Welcome, Leon, to Places I Remember.
1: Thank you, Leah. Happy to be here.
0: So, Leah, a major road goes right through the Cape. If you drove it without stopping, how long would it take to go from end to end?
1: So from the Sagamore Bridge to Provincetown will most likely take you about hour, hour 20.
0: Wow, that's a lot of stuff to pack in a very, very short <laughs> road. Wow. So there are so many things to see and do. Let's start with a few towns worth of stop. Let's start with Falmouth. The quaint seaside village closest to the mainland and the Cape's primary gateway to the island of Martha's Vineyard, seven miles offshore. What are some of the highlights around Falmouth?
1: Well, Falmouth is a, be- a beautiful place. So right as you cross the Sagamore Bridge, you bang a red and you go straight down to Falmouth. Down there, there's uh, one of my favorite places. Leah. is a place called the Nobska Lighthouse. This lighthouse dates back to 1829, and if you, you know, when you think of of Central New England and, and Cape Cod, lighthouses always kind of come to mind. So this one is very historic, right there on the water, beautiful overlooking the sea. So that's definitely worth checking out. If you are into biking, we have the Shining Sea Bikeway as well, cutting through Falmouth. It's about 11 miles or so, right by the water. So again, very dramatic ocean views. Definitely worth seeing Main Street. And Falmouth has all the restaurants and cute little shopping boutiques for you to go in and kind of buy some souvenirs in. So that's very nice. And if if wine is more your thing, you know, Cape Cod Winery is down there for you to be able to indulge in some locally grown wine.
0: Nice. Well, also there's Woods Hole. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: Woods Hole is a very iconic oceanic institution. So a lot of great things happen out there in terms of studying the ocean and and really all that it provides the world, really. And so it's a great institutional hub down there. Great for you to walk down, go down to the harbor, take some pictures, maybe even see a seal or two. Uh, So just kind of very, it's a great day, a great place for you to enjoy just a nice sunny day.
0: Yeah, what I like about Falmouth's very historic village green is there's a white picket fence around it. Very New England and very sweet. Now, Sandwich is the oldest town on Cape Cod, settled in 1637. The name is not about sandwich. That word came (laughs) later. It's like peanut butter and jelly. But it was named for the seaport of Sandwich in Kent, England. And the town motto translates to, quote, after so many shipwrecks, a haven which tells us something about the Atlantic, especially (laughs) in winter. It's famous for its glassware, which was produced here in the 1800s. Tell us a little bit about Sandwich Glass and how it was made.
1: It's actually one of my favorite museums on on all of Cape Cod. So when it comes to Sandwich, they're known for for two museums, one of them being the Sandwich, obviously, uh, Glass Museum, and the other one being the Heritage Museum and Gardens. So back in 1825, that's when the Boston and Sandwich Glass Company actually relocated to Cape Cod because of the sand was so kind of lended itself nicely to the glass blowing The great thing about that museum is it kind of takes you through a, um, a walking history of the evolution of glass blowing every hour on the hour they also have live glass blowing sessions so you can actually see glassblower kind of give a demonstration on how they pretty much create these beautiful ornate pieces although I was there recently and he did a whale's tail. You know, beautiful colors. You see that sand and how it all goes into the big fiery hole and how it comes down and how he molds it and melds it. And it's it's a great educational component. They also have a great little gift shop for you to be able to go in there and buy some of the wares that are created directly on site. I'll
0: bet. There's also the Cape Cod Canal, which just goes through Bourne Sandwich and Wareham. Tell us a little about that.
1: Cape Cod Canal, yeah. So that was, so basically Cape Cod originally part of the mainland. However, in 1914, they decided to build this canal to have it cut through from Cape Cod Bay to Buzzards Bay. So it's 11 miles long and there's a bikeway that goes past it. You can go down there and just picnic and take a look at the boats. There's restaurants down there as well and sandwich. My favorite is a Fisherman's View. So you have a beautiful view of the canal and see the boats going in and out. And it's a great place to also go fishing. I'll
0: bet. How about the large town of hyannis in the center of the
1: cape yeah so hyannis would be the economic hub of cape cod that's really the uh, the heart of it all if you will you know made famous obviously by the kennedys who have a compound there still till this day they've got a main street a very long main street as you can imagine has a lot of restaurants cafes bars the jfk museum is also there one of my favorite highly recommend for anybody who's going to be on the cape to go see that museum. It's also the place where get most of the ferries to actually go out into Martha's Vineyard and into Nantucket. Beautiful place, great place to go do some people watching, walk along the water, buy yourself some souvenirs, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Well, I have a memory of Hyannis that goes way back to the very early 70s. It was a spotting of a very famous person. It was near Hyannis. It was not in Hyannis because it was at a place where Peggy Lee, the singer, was performing. So I'm not sure where that would be, but it was close enough. Do you remember?
1: Maybe the Cape Cod Melody Tent?
0: Yes, that probably was it. But who should be there? But Jackie Kennedy, Onassis, at at that time, she was accompanied, I remember, by the the astronaut John Glenn, and her children were there, and she was having a wonderful time. Afterwards, there was dancing on the stage. At the end, it was raining, and I went outside to get a car, and I was standing right next to her. It was wonderful. I was thrilled. That's probably one of the best spottings of my life. So (laughs) that's Hyannis to me. Anyway, how about Yarmouth?
1: Yarmouth is right next door. To Hyannis, you know, kind of its neighbor there, I think for me, what comes to mind when I think of Hyannis is now they have the Wide Up Pirate Museum, which houses the largest collection of pirate artifacts recovered from a single shipwreck anywhere in the world. That shipwreck happened in 1717, and so they have pirate festivals, kind of a unique experience considering that ship did shipwreck outside of Wellfleet, which is up northern on the Cape. But the museum is there now, and so they really embrace that whole pirate theme. You know, Putt-Putt for us is very popular. popular that's mini golf and so we've got skull island and pirates cove where you actually get to learn more about some of these famous pirates that navigated the caribbean and eventually will make their way up to up to new england so a lot of fun
0: very interesting i know you can go through a life-size replica as you walk through the museum of the ship so it's very very special how about dennis tell me about what's going on there
1: dennis right by the water on the bay there my favorite restaurant to go to in the summer is actually there the sesuit harbor hotel the with Harbor Cafe, it actually sits outside of, of a marina. And so basically you see the boats going in and out, all of the sailing. If you like some fresh oysters, best place to get them. Lobster rolls as well. So, so a great place for you to be able to go out there and do that. One of the best beaches actually on Cape Cod, in my opinion, Leah is also in Dennis. It's called Mayflower Beach. You know, there's parking, there's a uh, concession stands for you to be able to get some ice cream and whatnot. And so it's iconic, but very beautiful. Sometimes when the tide goes out, it can go out as far as two miles, wow. uh, which is wild yeah, to be able to see in person. But Mayflower Beach to me comes to mind. Sesuit Harbor Cafe uh, comes to mind. And it's also home to the Cape Cod Museum of Art, which is beautiful. They have, you know, uh, they have a lot of rotating exhibits that uh, pay homage to, for example, the Wampanoag tribe, who are the original inhabitants of this peninsula alongside just contemporary artists and a lot of also sculpture. So if you want to get into the arts, enjoy some arts while you're down here, I highly, highly recommend the Cape Cod Museum of Art in Dennis.
0: There's also theater there. There's the Cape Playhouse, which started in the 1920s. And it's a very famous summer theater. So that you get all the arts there. It's a wonderful <laughs> place Absolutely, to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: How about Chatham? Tell us about the JAWS screenings. Those are my favorites
1: yeah so chatham is a is a great little town um you know they're very well known for their chatham strolls over the holidays they're known for their main street uh one of the major restaurants that you are encouraged to visit is the chatham squire you know it's the kind of place that has the uh, the license plates on the board on all over the walls and it's just live music and so it's a lot of fun they do jaws tapings showings excuse me on the water which are also a lot of fun and so it's a great place for you to be able to kind of walk around Take a look at the Chatham Lighthouse as well, Rome Main Street, and then take boat tours as well, you know, over to Monomoy Island and, and, you know, get a nice little excursion and, and go visit some of the other places around that part of the ocean side of the peninsula.
0: Well, the Cape Cod National Seashore starts in Chatham and stretches all the way to Provincetown, where you have six swimming beaches, 40 miles of coastline, lots of dunes. I remember taking a dune buggy around there. There were lots of beach plums and beach grass, and we visited a little shacks on the dunes. <laughs> it was a wonderful way to see the beach. I, I love that. I love the memory. Now, the Cape's northern end is Provincetown. And it has a really distinctive vibe. How would you describe Provincetown?
1: It's a party town, if you will. It's a party town. You know, you go up there, you know, they've got Commercial Street, which is the equivalent of Main Street, which is lined with the restaurants, cafes, bars. It's a very gay-friendly place, so I'm assuming it's bustling with life right now during Pride Month. And there's a lot of art galleries there as well. And so it, it's a great place. Tip of the peninsula, it's actually where the pilgrims originally landed on Cape Cod. They they landed in Provincetown. You know, they really couldn't settle the land. It was a bit too harsh for them. So they ended up getting back in their boats and crossing the bay over to Plymouth. It's also a pilgrim monument. Go all the way up to the top and you can see all of Cape Cod and the ocean and the surrounding bay. So so very beautiful, but certainly worth the trek out there. Again, you just mentioned the uh, the dune tours. Those are a lot, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the gallery and the food and the great ambiance. You're never going to be bored if you go to Provincetown.
0: Oh, never. You'll never forget Provincetown. It's really great. Tell us about summer baseball on the Cape.
1: Oh, the Cape Cod Summer League, very iconic down here. Um, I actually work for a resort in Brewster and the Brewster Whitecaps actually won the championship last year. So we're all Congratulations. very
0: Congratulations.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we are very happy for the guys. You know, they come into the property once a week during the summer and do drills with the kids and the guests. So that's a lot of fun. But baseball here is, you know, a lot of folks come down here and kind of cut their teeth before heading out to the majors or to the minors um, within the MLB. And so basically, they're all, all the games are free. You know, grab a, grab a lawn chair, a blanket, a picnic basket, and just go out and support the team all of the towns have. So, you know, Wellfleet, Chatham, Orleans, Brewster, Katuit, any of those towns that you may be staying in is going to have their own little baseball team. So highly, highly encouraged. It's part of the, it's it's like ice cream and putt-putt and lobster. It's part of a Cape Cod summer.
0: Absolutely. There's also biking, kayaking, world-class golf. I know there are many courses that are really excellent.
1: Many courses, yes, some private, some public, but definitely a great place for you to get out there and just, you know, swing the club away. And, you know when I played the, croquet, speaking of
0: club <laughs> speaking of clubs, I played croquet. I mm. remember I was on a press trip a few years ago. It's very old-fashioned, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lawn game. I do remember one of the people on the press trip was the great French chef Jacques Pepin. He wasn't oh. very good at croquet, but he's a great chef. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't tell anybody. I guess that, we just did.
1: <laughs> no, that's amazing, though. Yeah, on our, on our resort, actually, we have a, uh, a regulation size croquet court, you know, and so we invite folks to do you know tournaments out there and just kind of have fun. Put your whites on; you're supposed to wear all white when you when you play the game. Oh, yes, just kind of get out It's fun. fun. It's very reminiscent of the Gilded age, if you will. You know, with
0: very, fun. very nostalgic and very fun. Now, of course, Cape Cod's major industry used to be whale hunting, and now it's whale watching. We talked about this pastime in episode forty. Tell us what you can expect in the waters around the Cape.
1: Yeah, so the Cape has two sides, really. It's got the ocean side and it's got the bay side. The bay side is where you would see most of the whale watches, so humpback whales with the little babies kind of following them around. Typically, you would hop on these whale watch tours in Hyannis and Barnstable area, and uh, you know, you're know you out there for about uh, two, three, four hours. You know There's concessions on the boat, but you get out there, enjoy the sun, and really see these massive, beautiful, majestic animals swimming along the bay. And then if you go to the other side of the peninsula on the ocean side, that's really where you would see things like seals and things of that nature. So that's kind of what separates the land, the, the wildlife, I guess. Uh, okay. Wonderful. One has all the seals and the other one has more of the, the whales.
0: Fantastic. I do know when you go out to the beach and when you're looking for the whales, I guess you can sometimes see them from the shore. One of the things you want to think about is some of the seafood. So I think of fried clams mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of well wellfleet oysters And lobster, of course, in all forms. I remember one form, I have to say, I've talked about other ice creams before, but I had lobster ice cream. Have you had that one? That Ben and Bill's Chocolate Emporium. (laughs) It's Um, a very sweet sweet and savory ice cream. It's sort of butter flavored with bits of lobster in it. And it was really different.
1: (laughs) That's something so unique. You know, I I, I haven't even, you know, spent so much time down here, obviously. I haven't come across that one yet, but I'm going to have to give it a go, Leah.
0: Absolutely. And I would also have some Cape Cod potato chips. I know they're made on the Cape. And actually, you can go over to the lighthouse. on, It's Nosset Light in Easton, and and that's Mm -hmm. what's featured on the back. And you can have potato chips and look at the, look at the uh, lighthouse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> when you when you are uh, when you're in a certain part of Hyannis where the factory actually is, you can actually smell the potato chips in the air. Yum. Um, and it's <laughs> delicious. It's absolutely delightful. And it's, you know, those I, I love those, those kettle chips. And, and right nearby is also uh, Cape Cod Brewing. So, you know, you oh want my to the chips And then go oh to a brewery. And, and how about a
0: lobster roll, too? And mm. a lobster roll
1: too. I mean, that's Cape Cod for you. That's yeah, Cape absolutely.
0: Cod. There's also the Cape Cod cocktail. Are you familiar with that one?
1: Cape Cod cocktail. We do a variation of that at the resort. We call it the Cape Cod Mojito. So Cape Cod, as you know, very well known in the fall for the cranberry bogs. We use fresh cranberries, and it's delicious and delightful, and very refreshing in the summer.
0: Well, the Cape is glorious. But so are the two resort islands connected by ferry and seaplane to the mainland, Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. Both are less developed than nearby Cape Cod, and each has its own vibe. Let's start with the closer island and the larger island, Martha's Vineyard, just south of Cape Cod and covering about 100 square miles. Now, about that name, I read that the Wampanoag Indians called the island Noepe, which means land amid the streams. It's thought to be named for either the mother-in-law or daughter of English explorer Bartholomew Gosnold, who discovered it when he discovered Cape Cod. Both of these women were named Martha. In 1641, the island was purchased by colonial businessman Thomas Bayhue. It was settled in 1642 and considered part of New York until 1692. But, Now it's very much a part of Massachusetts. How would you describe Martha's Vineyard, Leon?
1: Uh, Martha's Vineyard is beautiful, very laid back. It's got these two you know, quote unquote, larger towns, Edgar Town and Oaks Bluff. It's just very serene. It's got these amazing cliffs for you to be able to kind of enjoy and soak in that view. Uh, the Aquina Cliffs are these cliffs that were carved out by glaciers millions of years ago. And so absolutely stunning. You should, you know, rent a moped and just, you know, go around the island. That's a lot of fun. There's also the Edgar Lighthouse, which is one of the last five remaining on the island that are definitely worth seeing. One of uh, my fun kind of quirky stops, Leah, whenever I go, there's the Alpaca Form. They're so um, cute. They look
0: like llamas, they, but they're cuter.
1: <laughs> they really are. And it's definitely one of those things that make a trip out to Martha's Vineyard that much more unique. And then you know the movie Jaws in the 80s was actually mainly shot in, in Martha's Vineyard. And so there's there's a bridge there that uh, near where things were shot that people nowadays go and jump off of and so really yeah so it's actually a lot of fun and you can actually get a ferry from woods hole circling back to woods hole get a ferry there it's a quick quick ride over
0: well oak bluffs is one of the towns i love there it's very charming it has a lots of gothic revival gingerbread cottages with little accents and brightly colored paint it's so pretty i i think that that's a great place and there's a carousel there tell me about that one
1: You'll see it like Brad right when you get off the ferry, you know, you're your annoyance bluff and you see the carousel right there old and 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 was, carousels go so great with uh, with an ocean backdrop. You know, it's such a seaside type of thing. So it's actually one of the must as well. Great for photo ops as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, Edgartown, you mentioned, it has lots of galleries and cafes, and that's where you'd come and go from the ferry, right? That's, that's the best place to maybe have door. dinner before you go on the ferry. And sightsee downtown, there's some very nice shops and lovely places to stay. And There's some great restaurants around there as well. Manemsha Beach, tell me about that.
1: Beautiful, beautiful, just kind of sprawling beach. Get there early, get a seat, you know, get comfortable and just kind of soak in the rays. It's a beautiful place.
0: An interesting fact, it used to be big whaling industry town. I know that. And and uh, one of the earliest known deaf communities in the United States is there. And so there's something called the Martha's Vineyard Sign Language, which is which is a predecessor of the modern American sign language, which is something I never knew. <laughs> Great place to relax. How about Nantucket, the other famed island off Cape Cod, 30 miles south of the Cape, once considered the whaling capital of the world. It's just 100 miles in an area and has a population of about 10,000 without the tourists. The beaches are typically quiet and the coastline is known for cliffs and lighthouses. There are charming cobblestone streets and more than 80 miles of beaches. Now, National Geographic once described Nantucket as the best island in the world. That can be heavily debated, (laughs) but it is charming. Tell us some of the highlights.
1: Yeah, it's extremely charming. You know, one of the first things you see as you pull up on the ferry is the, the Brant Point Lighthouse. It's a big, massive lighthouse. You can't miss it. And for those folks who live on island, whenever they see that, it's a welcome home sign for them. Um, over the summer, you know, they drape it in an American flag, and it's just a beautiful set as you pull it into the harbor there. Um, once you do, you know, you're on a, on a street with a lot of shops, restaurants, cafes. The Whaling Museum is right there, Leah. So circling back to what you just said, an amazing place for you to go in and spend a few hours in. And you walk in, they've got this big, massive whale bones, the skeleton of it kind of hanging. So you can kind of learn from it. You can take tours with Dawson and really learn about, you know, what it was that made whaling such a prevalent industry on the island. Wisconsin Bluff Walk is also one of my favorites. Again, this is one of those islands where, you know, I recommend you you either get a moped or, or you rent bicycles and just kind of really tour all these sites. Wisconsin Bluff Walk, as it sounds, it's a beautiful destination for you to be able to see, you know, the big bluffs, the dunes go down to the ocean, take the stairs all the way down and just kind of enjoy a nice afternoon down there. Uh, Cisco Brewing, very popular there as well. They've got a big old compound, live music, great food, great place for you to enjoy some of the local beer. And then, you know, the architecture for me, like for you in Martha's Vineyard, I think the architecture in Nantucket is really worth uh, some photos.
0: Absolutely. I know in terms of whaling, Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick, never visited the island, but he said it in Nantucket. So that's kind of an interesting fact. Also, there's a Cuscaracatu Wildlife Refuge, where if you want to see some deer, horseshoe crabs, all kinds of local wildlife, that's a nice place to get away. That's a little different from Going down the main street. You want, you want to check that one out too with yeah. the lobster ice cream. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> Lots to do. Actually, there's a famous limerick about Nantucket. So I adapted it a bit. Want to hear it? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. There was a gal from Nantucket with a travel list called a bucket, but no place compared to her island so fair. So she tore up the list and said, suck it. that's my ode to Nantucket I love it I love it (laughs) (laughs) okay well Leon the name of the podcast is Places I Remember will you please share one special memory of the Cape Cod region with us
1: absolutely no and thank you again for the invitation so Cape Cod you know I've been coming down to this peninsula for pretty much my entire life my father grew up in, in South America and migrated to the U.S. in the 80s and he recalls JFK's Alliance for Progress to strengthen relations with with Latin America. And he remembers as a kid receiving these humanitarian packages from the Kennedy administration. And so that for him, you know, really built this admiration for President John F. Kennedy. And so when my dad moved down here, we would always come down fishing every single week and over the summer off a jetty behind the Kennedy compound. And we would be all the way out in the jetty, the Kennedy compound back then. That was my, my dad's way of really kind of showing homage or respect to to the Kennedy family, and so that's why we always came down to Hyannis and Barnstable. And so for me, coming down as a kid, going fishing off those jetties, and then going to the Kennedy Museum and kind of sharing that with my father, to me is very reminiscent of why I love Cape Cod. Uh, you know, never mind. Also, the lighthouses, the fried seafood, the beautiful beaches, the oysters, the dramatic sunsets, the bogs, the uh, the putt putt, the drive-in that we have, and then the uh, the Cape Cod National Seashore, which is one of my favorite places on uh, on the planet, uh, make this place very special for me.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for that memory. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) I think it's a great place to live and, and a great place to visit. So thank you, Leon Bolivar, Director of Marketing for the stunning Ocean Edge Resort and Golf Club in Brewster, Cape Cod. You really helped bring this glorious region to life for our listeners.
1: Thank you, Lee. I appreciate the time. Thank you.
0: And can I just ask, are you related to Simone Bolivar?
1: i like to say yes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So he was a Venezuelan yeah. and I'm Colombian. So yeah. we,
0: maybe, maybe, was, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Who <laughs> knows? He got around. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over a hundred episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, PlacesIRememberLeahLane.com. And keep making your own travel memories.